Hello, Chasing Success community. Welcome back to our final episode of season one. So first of all, we want to say thank you to anybody who has taken the time to tune in and listen to any of the episodes that we've put out there this year. I want to say that we've put out 26 episodes. This might be the 26th episode, but I wanted to with this last episode of the season, circle back on some of the best episodes or some of the most beneficial episodes for you to achieve success. Now, before we go into that, I wanted to run you through why we created Chasing Success Podcast. There's tons of podcasts out there. We knew that it was going to be saturated. We knew that there's some podcasts out there that might touch on certain aspects of what we're trying to do with Chasing Success Podcast, but that didn't derail us because we have our own story to tell, and we also have some pet peeves with other podcasts out there, nobody in particular, but we wanted to not give you these clickbait titles where you join and listen to a podcast episode and you walk away saying, what was that about? No, we wanted to be very specific. We wanted to be the podcast that you could go to, to listen to, and apply what you learn. So through our episodes, we've been able to have scripts where we talk about something that we've gone through, something that we've experienced, or something that is a trend out there in the workplace or in business, and we wanted to give you how give you a roadmap or a guide on how you can overcome whatever it is that you're going through or how you can go through certain things the way that we've done it in certain frameworks that we've built. And so we wanted to be able to be that podcast for you. Whenever you listen to it, you can know that you're going to have specific takeaways that you can apply to become better at life business, and career. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and kick off with the intro and then come back after that to go through the top six episodes and dive in a little bit on them to show you why we think that they're the episodes that you should go back and listen to, or if you haven't listened to them yet, go back and make sure that you listen to it. So Go ahead and key the intro, and then we'll get started. Welcome to the Chasing Success Podcast. Chasing Success Podcast. The podcast for anyone looking to achieve success. If you're looking to learn, grow, and impact the world around you without sacrificing happiness, this is the podcast for you. Now, here's your host, Zach Wright. All right, Chasing Success community, thank you for tapping into this episode. We are going to go over six episodes that I think you should listen to or re-listen to to prepare you for 2023. The reason I chose these is because it's either going to help you with your life, your business, or your career, and it's going to help you tap into a mindset outside of the one that you might have, or it's going to be a refresher or a reminder to keep on that growth mindset. Now, the first one that I want to talk about is the quote 
from Ed Milet. The episode is the name of the quote. So it's called, Don't Go Broke Trying to Look Rich. Now, if my memory serves me correctly, that's going to be episode 18. Now, the reason that we did an episode on this is because with social media, with society that we live in, now I'm specifically talking about the Americas, we have a culture of people who are fascinated with looking rich, appearing to be something that they aren't necessarily. Now, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's a psychology. I don't know if it happened before social media. I'm assuming that it that it has uh, been around for way longer than social media, but this gets amplified. And the issue with this is we start to compare ourselves. And so if we are comparing ourselves and we have the same aspirations as someone that we see who has a perfect light or life, I'm holding up quotations, perfect life on social media, then whenever we try to replicate them and we don't have the same bank account or we don't have the same uh, assets on the back end to help us supply that look or that lifestyle, then we're the ones that ultimately get harmed. Now, that's the surface of the quote, right? Don't go broke trying to look rich. So don't feed into this stereotypical ideology on social media where your feed has to be perfect, where your clothes have to be perfect, where you feel like if you don't portray yourself as a rich persona, then other people are going to judge you in a different light. That's the surface. The deeper part of this and the reason that I wanted to call it out in this last episode of season one is because it also hurts us in the way of being patient, of putting in hard work to achieve our goals. Because if you only have to purchase certain brands or look a certain way, then you're not actually going to achieve success. You're going to be a wolf in sheep's clothing, so to speak, right? And you're going to know that. Whether you look like the part and people believe that, you know that you're not being authentic with yourself. And that's going to portray something else deep down inside of you. So the real reason that I wanted to call out this one is because when you focus on finding your purpose and understanding what it is that you want to provide to this world to leave it better than it was when you came into it, that becomes your persona. That becomes how people perceive you. And my experience with this is when you have that purpose and you understand exactly what you want to do, or at least an idea of a direction that you want to go towards, then everything else becomes irrelevant. And you don't fall victim into going broke while you're trying to look rich. You actually become rich and the look doesn't necessarily matter, right? Now, I'm not saying that you can't take care of yourself. Obviously, you should. I'm not saying that you shouldn't buy different clothes to make you feel better, but that shouldn't be what you care about. What you care about should be something that you're passionate about. Now, if it's fashion, then that's a different story, right? 
<laughs> you're not doing it to portray yourself as something or someone that looks rich. You're doing it because you're passionate about it, right? So with that, find your purpose or or sit down with yourself and, and write out or just have a brainstorming session in your mind and ask yourself, what is it that I can do to understand my purpose, to understand my goal, and stop caring about what other people think? Because then you're going to be driven by your mission and your vision rather than somebody else's perception of you. So that is episode 18, Don't Go Broke Trying to Look Rich and How to Become Your Authentic Self. That's the full title there. Definitely go check that out. If you want to learn more about it, that quote was from Ed Milet. Follow him on social. He has a YouTube channel. He interviews a lot of people where you can take some lessons from him there. And if you Google Ed Milet, don't go broke trying to look rich, I'm sure you'll find something there as well. Now on to the second episode that I'm going to talk about today. This one is PR or public relations to photography owner with Brooklyn Riley. Now, this was an interview that I did with one of my friends, um, and also she was our wedding uh, photographer. Highly recommend her. The reason that I wanted to call out this episode is because whenever we were talking to her, there was something that stood out to me. Now, this is more of a business or a career advice or, or, or a call out where she mentioned one of the ways that she started was while she still had a job as a PR person, I think it was at belt, but don't, don't quote me on that. But as a PR person, she started her photography business and she started doing things for free. And in that episode, she mentions that some people get a little bit squirmy in their seats whenever she says do something for free before you actually start charging people. And the reason I wanted to call this out is because I've done the same thing. My first business coaching client was my father's business. He owns a renovation company, and we were able to turn that around and increase his profitability in that one year by 1,152% in profits, not just revenue, in profits. That's what he took home. So that's the reason that I wanted to call this out is because there's a lot of people who try to fast track their way to success. But if you don't have the experience, there's certain ways that you can get the experience without somebody having to pay you right? And once you have that, now you have testimonials, at least one. You have one testimonial that you can put out there. You have one review that you can put out there. You have a use case that you can talk about. Just like I talked about, we helped him increase his income, his profitability by 1,152%. We also did a rebranding structure with him, changed the name, changed the brand, change the purpose of like what it was all about to encourage people to to use his services over somebody else's who's was just trying to make money and that actually helped a lot for us but that helped me specifically and imeo go into conversations with new customers and tell them about what we've experienced 
That's how I got my second client. And then I took those two clients and turned those into testimonials and use cases again, got my third client, my fourth client, so on and so forth. So it all started with a, a, an ability or an awareness or acceptance to do something for free without worrying, was this going to get me rich? I wasn't worried about that. What I was trying to figure out was, can I do this? So that's another aspect of it. Can I do this? Okay, I did do this. That gives me confidence. Now, whenever I go into that next customer meeting, I'm going to be able to speak more confidently. And if you think about this, if you are up against a competitor and you're able to speak confidently and they're not speaking as confidently as you without coming off cocky, right? If you're able to do that, then they're more likely to go with you because you can pinpoint certain ways that you did things that relates to what they're trying to do. And then you could also bring in the idea of being able to have tangible percentages, numbers, things that are going to stand out to a customer because they always want to know what is the ROI? What is the return on investment? If I invest in you, how much am I going to get in return? So start something for free. Get that first client under your belt. Leverage them with testimonials, so on and so forth. That's the reason I wanted to call that out because it, we've heard it from Gary Vee. We've heard it from Brooklyn Riley. We've heard it from myself. But still, people are a little bit nervous to take that route, right? At a certain point, you don't want to do that. But if you're just starting out, get some wings underneath you that can help you fly and build, build your business. And you could do the same thing in your career. It doesn't have to be a full-on business customer. Step up, raise your hand and say, hey, I'm willing to take on this project so I can gain some experience. I don't need a promotion. I don't need a raise. I don't need X, Y, and Z. I'm willing to take that on. So that's a way that you can factor that into your career. Okay. Now, the next episode that I want to talk about is the compound effect. The actual title is called Compound Effect Can Take Small Things and Turn Them Big. <laughs> Grammatically correct, I'm pretty sure. Now, that's episode 10 on Chasing Success podcast. The reason I wanted to talk about this is because so many people are focused on instant gratification. They're so focused on, for example, let's put this in a metaphor. If we were talking about someone who wanted to be a musician back in the day before internet really became a thing, and definitely before social media became a thing, what were the ways that they had to go about it? Well, one, they had to learn how to do play the instrument if they, if they played an instrument. Two, they had to practice it to become good enough to be able to write songs. And then they had to be able to write songs, but also not sing just their songs. They had to do a lot of covers that people liked, even if they hated it. And then they had to get their their gigs booked where they can go into some small dive bars, probably with a crowd of 10, 20 and they had to play those where you have a lot of drunk folks and they don't care who you are. They don't know who you are. But you keep doing that. You get better. You Let's say then you put out a demo. 
and then you start shipping your demo, your CD around to different A&R reps, right? And you're going to hear no after no after no after no after no. But every single thing that that person did to become the person that they became, let's say that this one in particular became famous. They call it their lucky break. And I hold lucky in quotations because it's not really luck. It's you're practicing. You're starting out. You're practicing. You're learning. You're practicing. You're learning. You you find the different people who are going to mesh with you, that are going to flow with you. Then you start writing your songs. Your first song sucks. Your second song's a little bit better. Your third, your tenth, your hundredth song is now radio standard, right? And then somebody finally sees you. So that compounding effect builds up over time. And then you finally get to where you're going. So that's the opposite of instant gratification. Now let's look at today's age. Now... You can find a beat on YouTube, you can record that on your own laptop, and then you can post it to SoundCloud or YouTube, and it can go viral. And then once it goes viral, a record label picks you up, and you really only have one song. Maybe you have a second song after that. The difference is that you're not going to be able to sustain that growth because One, you haven't had enough practice. Two, now you have somebody else telling you what to do, so you're probably going to lose your purpose, and you're going to start turning into these pop songs or, or, or things like that. And then, once it all comes to fruition, you lose the love for what you started for or why you started it, right? So circling back on the compound effect, that's the, that's the reason that you do the compound effect. You start small. You learn to play the guitar. Then you learn to sing. Or you, you, you take classes to sing. And then you pick bandmates. And then all these things compound into getting your first gig. You do a decent gig. Somebody tells them about what you did and then they get you into another bar. And then that bar gets you into a bigger bar. Then you record your demo, and then so on and so forth. All these little things start compounding, and the interest grows more and more and more, meaning that if you take one to two, then that next two is going to go to four. Then that four is going to go to eight. Eight is going to go to 16. 16 is going to go to 32. It builds on top of each other. So rather than focus on instant gratitude, don't do that. Focus on what is going to Get me in the right direction right now. Take that one step. And then that two steps turn into four. I won't go into the metaphor again. But that's what that's why I think this is so important. Because if we're focused on instant gratitude, we're going to get disappointed. Because we take a week or a month or even a year to do something. And we don't see the traction that we have. And then we want to quit. But if you think about it in the sense of this is where I started this is where I'm at now, it brings that confidence back to you because you're able to celebrate your wins and you're able to identify, okay, this is where we started. This is where we are now. If we keep going on this path, then we're going to be able to make it and we're going to be able to sustainably make it, meaning that you're going to last a lot longer than people who receive that instant gratification approach to this. Okay. I think I've beat that horse enough. (laughs) 
So the other episodes that I want to talk about, the next one is closing the gap on experience without experience. Now, the reason that I chose this one is because this is how I've done it. And it's it's huge for me. Now, what I mean by closing the gap on experience with experience without experience is what can you do today to help you learn what matters most, to help you learn something that you can apply into your life. So for me, it was books. I learned about books business books. I used to think that I hated reading, but it wasn't that I hated reading. It was that I hated, uh, I always get them confused, nonfiction and fiction. I read the ones that are real, the ones that are practical, the ones that are going to provide me with frameworks, ideas, strategies that I can put into play in my life and my business and my career to help me reach success. And so that episode is episode four, closing the gap on experience without experience. And I know that in that episode, I talk about how you can get into an organization without having experience by reading books, by listening to podcasts, by watching YouTube lectures, by Googling certain frameworks and learning how to apply that where people will actually look at you. So that one is kind of, self-explanatory and in a sense, but the reason that I wanted to record an episode on that was because I had a manager who (laughs) I brought a framework to him and he mentioned, oh, that's not going to work here. Like what you read in your books is great theoretically, but practically it's not going to work here. And I always found that narrow-minded, closed-minded because the people who are writing this book The specific one I'm talking about is Measure What Matters, which is about the objectives and key result framework by um, John Doerr. And the reason I found that frustrating is because these people have done this. They're writing about how they did this in companies. So to say that it's just theoretical is very close-minded. And it's a way that I've leveraged books and different things to catapult my career And just to put it in perspective, I've gone from an entry-level position fresh out of college in 2017 to the senior leadership team at the company that I work for and having my own company. And it's 2022. That's within a five-year frame. That's That's pretty quick. And if I can do this, then I know that you can do that. And that's why I wanted to do this because some people get so down on themselves that they don't have the experience that they need, but there's a framework out there and you can find that on episode four, closing the gap on experience without experience. Now, the last one that I want to talk about is Michelle Yu's podcast episode where we talk about finding your path with the CEO and founder of Aspire Talent. The reason that I really like this one is because if you don't know, I'm a white male (laughs) and she is in the Asian community and she she focuses on helping underrepresented people get into certain roles with the the equivalent or higher salary and titles than than compared to their counterparts. And the reason I like this is because I was able to ask her certain questions on how can we help out 
as being a white male, how can we help out in these specific areas to improve and make the workplace better? Because if you follow me on any other social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, our mission at IMEO is to build a world where organizations operate effectively and treat others appropriately. We want to make the workplace better for everyone. So with that, we have to tap into other people's experiences. If I only focused on mine, then I would only have an understanding of what a white male goes through. Now, I'm not saying my story is the same as this other person that happens to be white. But the thing is, is that we're going to experience the culture of America a little bit differently than somebody of the Asian descent or somebody of the uh, person of color or black people. Like we're going to experience female, male, transgender. Like there's so many things out there that we have to better understand that we as leaders have to be willing to tap into to understand that or, or to be open-minded to hear their feedback and be able to make the culture better. So that's why I wanted to call this one out specifically is because it helps tap into what I think a lot of leaders abdicate or they avoid, which is having these, they're not even tough conversations, having these conversations that we need to have to help better the culture. So that one, it doesn't have an episode number, but it's right after episode four and right before episode five. So I wanted to call that one out because it's going to help you seek to understand and maybe help you apply these certain questions or this willingness to learn about other people, other cultures, other backgrounds as a leader. And that's going to help you become more inclusive in your community, in your position and at your business if you're the business owner. So those are the five episodes that I wanted to talk about in this particular episode to close out the season. So just to finish on this is we won't be posting another episode uh, this year in 2022. We'll be back in 2023. We're going to continue to have them bi-weekly episodes at the moment. If we feel frisky enough, then we might start posting an episode every single week, but we're not there yet. But thank you again so much for listening to Chasing Success Podcast. If you have ever benefited from this podcast, please, please, please share it with a coworker, a family member. Maybe it's just that specific episode or maybe it's the entire podcast. Please share it with them because that's our main goal with this podcast is to help other people and to help us getting to the rankings if you've enjoyed this podcast season one so far, go back and give us a five-star rating if you can. And again, this is the last episode of the season, so we'll take this hiatus. We hope you enjoy your holidays, and we will be back in the new year. Thank you again. Yeah.